And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created are exploited, we are downtrodden, we are denied not only civil rights but even human rights. So the only way we're going to get some of this oppression and exploitation away from us or aside from us is come together against the common enemy. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, You've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. Get together, have a few laughs. Welcome to the Iowa Talk, guys. I'm your host, Theo. I'm your host, TP. And I'm E-Rock. Tonight, I guess we're doing a little something different. We've been talking about it for ever and a half. It's finally time. We're going to start this and... We're going to get this one out of the way finally. There's a lot to talk about. There's a, I guess unpack is the word that people use these days. Yeah, unpack your backpack. With, with repercussions that could easily... <laughs> I'm convinced that we are still feeling today. Yeah, absolutely. We, we are still living in, in, in this story. And I'm excited for doing this tonight. And I've said it before, because like I said, this opens us up to all these other things that we want to do. But well, one of the reasons that we thought about doing this podcast in the first place, right? And and, and I I truly believe that we're seeing the fruits of the labors of this operation in our society today. Absolutely. So we certainly are scientifically. <laughs> it's scary, right? So we're going to get into this. Theo, it was the one to finally drum this up. Finally, we were talking about it. You did a you did a massive nice report on what episode seven, mm-hmm. and it took me until episode what are we at thirty seven? Yeah, thirty episodes later, <laughs> but we got it. We're here. Here we are. We told you. There's a lot to talk about. I've yeah. worked quite a few hours between then and now. Yeah, so. we've all haven't we all so. I want to I want to start by saying that there are a lot of things just technologically we know this that we just take for granted today. Right. We Absolutely. And then and when you do take the time to stop and think about it for a sec like you know it I hate to say it. It sucks when you leave your phone at home. When you yeah. go to work and you leave your phone it or, sucks. Or like when you gotta take a poop and you forget your phone. And you forget your phone. I mean, it is nice to read it's articles. It's like torture now, it right? Is like, it's just like a, it's a newspaper in your pocket. For real. And yada, yada, yada. I mean, that's why they want to make it your ID, I think. Right? That's uh, the, the, the phone is going to become the digital ID. It's going to become the wallet. It's going to become the... If you the, look at what China's doing, and if we're going to copy anything that their mega cities and stuff are take, doing, then yeah. Your ID, your medical records... Your boom. wallet, like you said, boom, and right then here. they're going to eventually link it to RFID. So that's just one piece of technology. 
biometrics and stuff. I'll tell you something really fun that happened to me. I don't I don't know that I even told you guys this. I think I, maybe I did. But so Christmas Eve, my propane tank ran out. My oh, yeah. LP tank ran out. Right. Long story short, LP company sold, and you know they just came out all the time. Right. Didn't renew with new, the new one. Ones. New one didn't. So we ran out. So they came. They, they filled it. Guess what? Guess what happened then? Froze. Furnace went out. This is Christmas Eve, and oh, if you yeah. remember in Iowa, this is like <laughs> Christmas Eve is like the coldest damn day we've had so far. Yeah. So it turns up since the tank ran out. A bunch of stuff kicked up and got into the furnace and like the burners, like it was throwing up a flame and kicking a sensor and telling it to shut the gas off. There's something going on. It's getting hot. Yeah. So, you know, so what did I do? Had to go get a new furnace? No, no, not a new furnace. I called my guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, (laughs) so he goes down there. He fixes the problem. It didn't even take a part, man. It didn't even take a part. It was just him taking the burners out, cleaning them up. I don't know how to work a furnace or yeah, clean a furnace yeah. up. or, And then two hours of his time, 210 bucks, please. What do you do? Yeah, no Guy problem. came to my house on Christmas Eve. I called him. He came. That's why he's my guy. That's awesome. Yeah. Boom. That's, but, dude. dude, my heat went out. Yeah, that sucks. And for somebody to do that, by the way, that's awesome for him yeah. to only charge you 210 Well, I mean, 105 bucks an hour. So now you, you know how Texas felt. When they had that cold spell, <laughs> it this was this was in no way, shape, or form comparable to the temperatures yeah. that Texas was experiencing at that time. With frozen, this was a rain, whole different ball game. Uh, this was like negative thirty. With yeah, wind with the wind chill. chill. Yeah, <laughs> that day. Yeah, it is like little house in the prairie yeah, out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, what I'm getting at is modern things that we just take for granted, and. It turns out that Nazi Germany was responsible for a lot of things that were invented and we still use today. I want to say that Fanta soda. Yeah. I think that was I think that was Nazi Germany deal. NASA. <laughs> the Volkswagen Beetle. Um, I, I want to say that, that the Volkswagen factories were actually a disguise in the 30s. They weren't pumping out Volkswagens. and In fact, they, they built very few. But they were disguised to build munitions. That's weird. And, you know, probably mechanized. Maybe that's why they had that, whatnot, ra- right? that rail cannon, that rail gun, that shot. They Volks- had a... Volkswagen-sized shells. They had a, a ton of different things going on they had um uh great advances in technology that at least to our knowledge these days were un- unbeknownst to the united states and the british i find it hard to believe the british didn't know well yeah because see and that's when they're okay. masters of so intelligence and whatnot but right absolutely they were they're way ahead of us they had the v2 rocket program i mean they're they they were making big leaps and bounds in technology we're, and war we're gonna get into the v2 so this that's why at the end of the war it was a mad dash between the united states and russia because the cold war started right after world war ii absolutely after the the treaty was signed absolutely and they knew you know from all these 
these places that we found, especially when the the German army surrendered, like, where did this take? Like, wow, this is some pretty awesome stuff. They Germany conquered. <laughs> Germany's not necessarily a really really small country, but they're not they're not that big. They're not like Kazakhstan, right? You know, which Kazakhstan's or, like the eighth largest country or seventh, sixth, you know, something like that. But or Brazil or they're they're small compared to us. Yeah, they're probably the size of our state times. They're, they're the Hun times no five slouches. or six, you know. But they conquered just an absolutely massive amount of territory. I think it was probably a lot of tactics were probably a big part of yeah, that as well. Blitzkrieg, Blitzkrieg. Just, like hell yeah. for minutes and their hours and days right but getting it done just doing it yeah you know meth mething up your soldiers it's funny how we thought of that immediately another another development in fact the name of that drug was pervitin i believe yeah uh they were tweaking out their guys to stay up for days on end and fucking just fight no food you don't need Super food soldiers, yeah you do not need food i just take this pervitin just kill that's all you have to do yeah and you know I stay up for days and kill. It's great. Rape and maim and pillage and burn. It's for the fear. It's what we do. (laughs) So, yeah, at the end of the war, though, I mean, it was obvious they had made great advances in warfare. So there was a mad dash. They knew that there was technology out there. Right. And so there was a mad dash between the the, uh, United States and Russia to get as many scientists as they could because you could seize all of the assets that you want but if you don't know exactly what it is and you don't right. have the people to operate them the people that <laughs> built them i mean eventually worked. you'll figure it out but it's a lot faster if it's you yes have them well, we're going to talk think about the minds that they have right these brilliant scientists the most some of the most advanced scientific minds Many of the most scientific minds, the greatest scientific minds at that time. Yeah. There's and no still doubt to about this it. day, quite I frankly, mean, yeah, as far as development. German, and- German engineering is still, um, you know, talked about in our day and age about, about being good stuff, right? So, so this is our good story. German engineering. This is our story of Operation Paperclip. What was Operation Paperclip, Theo? It was... A classified U.S. government intelligence program to capture and collect and recruit recruit. I don't. I don't want to say as many as many as possible, but maybe. But yes, uh, Nazi scientists, great well, and, scientific and su- minds, and they were eager to surrender uh, when they found out what the Russians were doing with them because they would just pick their brains about the certain things. What is this? What does this do? Okay, thank you. Well. The the Russians actually were very eager to to keep the scientists as well. In fact, uh, one of the most well known scientists of the Third Reich, Doctor Kurt Bloma, I want to say he escaped you know like the British or the American zone for the Soviet zone. Really? Yeah, which is interesting. It's a very interesting I- character. He was actually the the deputy surgeon general of the third reich and his specialty was bacteriological warfare mm, interesting and it's pretty pretty cruel cool cat we're gonna get into that yeah 
Uh, that's one of that's one of the guys. Yeah, it was a it was a uh, the top scientists in the German war effort were recruited. Weapons makers, rocket developers, medical researchers, physicians, engineers, pilots, aviation aviation physicians. Oh you yeah, name it. I'm, and and then it even transitioned, I believe, into business people, business and other, and all sorts of other disciplines, if you will, not yeah. just the sciences. Wait till we get to, yeah, yeah. We'll get we'll talk about that Klaus Schwab and his daddy and what he did. Oh, old uh, old cock bonnet, Klaus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I finally saw that photo. It was very disturbing. Oh, yeah, isn't it? It's wild. Hold Anyways. on. Hold on. I have it right here. Let me well, show you guys. Why do you have it saved on your phone? I don't because I just I saw it. it again, and it's actually a better picture, and I love showing people, hey, right here, just like this, guys. This guy is trying to say that your gas stove is going to kill you. You shouldn't have it anymore because it causes asthma in kids, not cigarettes and whatnot. Right. Super smart. And... Anyways, so we'll spe- yeah, that. speaking of Nazis, old cock bonnet, old Klaus. Cock bonnet. <laughs> yeah, so there's a you you brought up a pretext here, and there's a quote from Andy Jacobson's book Operation Paperclip, well, a secret intelligence program that brought Nazi scientists to America. Andy Jacobson was the uh, essentially in her book, that book that you just named was the primary resource. Yeah, and it's a great book. Um, I watched a bunch of other YouTube videos. I didn't read any other book. So let's read that pretext there. These were Hitler's top weapons makers. And Operation Paperclip became a classified military program to bring them to the United States. She said this on PBS NewsHour. You can find that video on YouTube. It's on YouTube. That's right. These were Hitler's top weapons makers, and Operation Paperclip became a classified military program to bring them to the United States. The most intimate details of the program were kept secret and out of the public eye and undesired scrutiny, while the public were being told that this was a program to bring good Germans quote unquote, to the United States uh, and to work in various, you know, like military intelligence Government, government applications yeah weapons yep primarily cia yeah and air well, force navy <clears throat> army cia wasn't created yet but um no but the, the, not, the but the they were SS, here for the, for the oss who was involved in operation paperclip in fact mm-hmm. develop turning into the cia they Correct. were there yes they, they we i mean we brought the guys here because they brought right they, they worked with the German secret police but, guys. But we're not going to get so, we're not really going to get into these guys too much right now. What we're going to do is we're going to get into how bad were things in Germany. No, yeah, yeah, we're talking about these good Germans and what they did. Well, and and primarily we're talking about what happened in Germany and what they were doing. What were they really doing? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. necessarily that they were just bringing everybody in to as, as bad as it sounds, it's not that they were just bringing them all in to gas them and kill them or necessarily just work them. They were bringing them in for far, far more sinister reasons, if you will. Okay. And it's as bad as like hu- humanly imaginable. Yeah. Type it's, scenario. it's horrific. Terrible. You rock. You scared yet? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
On November 29th of 1944, an American particle physicist named Samuel Goodsmith was with uh, an army unit. I believe they were following the 3rd Armored Division. Okay. But they're in, but they were in Strasbourg. The 3rd Armored Division was Patton's, right? I believe so. And they were at the place of this guy named Dr. Hugen Hagen. And they're reading like his personal correspondence. That'd be Eugene and American. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a bad name either. It's old fashioned. I like it. Yeah. Like Hagen Doss, like the ice cream. Oh, Hagen. Yeah, yeah man. I don't know if it's any relation. Sounds but. like Nazi ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if there's any relation, like I said, but anyways. <laughs> so in this correspondence, they found something to the extent of Hagen asking, a, a, what will you call him, a, a peer or a colleague, colleague at a big time university for yeah. the Reich, I believe. You know, of the of the 100 prisoners that you sent me, I believe my numbers are correct here, but, uh, you know, 18 of them had deceased upon arrival. However, many more of them were, you know, too sick to uh, experiment upon. Right. And, you know, can you send me more between the ages of 18 and 40 uh, of good health and of uh, military type stature yeah i need more warm bodies yes yeah experiment on so so go ahead sorry is he like the dr fauci (laughs) except for puppies he was using human beings yeah yeah okay continue i have so much to say right now (laughs) but we're talking about something else yeah so they they kept progressing and there there are all sorts of operation like operations like competing with each other. Um, operation Alsace was one of the operations to capture scientists and science and documents. Okay. Psyos it's like this. Dang it! I don't have it here with me exactly what the acronym is, but it, it was another competing agency. And then all of a sudden, you know, the British they have a bunch running around and French. Oh and, yeah, the Brits were trying to get them too. So as they're progressing their way through Europe, they they find they keep finding scientists, they keep finding clues, they keep finding leads. They have a bunch of like uh, they end up making interrogation facilities and whatnot, and interrogating a bunch of people. And, and it turns out that the atomic program the th- the, uh, for the Third Reich was a, just a complete failure. They found this out from some atomic scientists for the third reich didn't work out for them they didn't have einstein with them huh but it it did turn out that uh rocketry aviation aviation medicine chemical warfare and biological warfare were of just cutting edge for the third reich yeah especially the rocketry the rocketry was in certain german scientists uh, words like 20 years ahead yeah of of the americans i don't know if that's them exaggerating or not but i it wouldn't be hard to believe there yeah yeah we'll get into the v2 later like you said well that that's where we're gonna go right now actually the <clears throat> the v2 rocket was well derived from the v1 the v1 was an impressive machine in and of itself but 
The V2 actually flew hypersonically. I believe it flew like five times the speed of sound. Yeah, that's what they were working on. Um, it could go like 190 miles, so they could fire it all the way over to Great Britain. Yeah, and they were trying to work on firing one from France to New York. Uh, they wanted to get one into space. They yeah. were they were very, and that's actually the altitude. I think the, having enough fuel to get it high enough to drop, because they developed they put a gyroscope in this thing. It's like the first gui- guided missile, man. Yeah. Yeah, it had a gyroscope in it for to lo- to locate and to wow to drop within. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, nineteen forty something. The forties, yeah, nineteen forty three. I think it was actually developed. Wow, and it, and it was terrifying. In fact, they had a celebration just a couple weeks before the Allies really started making it through. Yeah, and they were like launching V twos from this castle yard and giving all sorts of awards to uh hitler was there i believe i think i've seen that video <laughs> no i don't i don't know about maybe not that video. One, i haven't seen they, a video there's videos of the v2 rocket firing and oh but a bunch of scientists in white coats and nazi sure. bands slapping each other on the back yeah yeah it was oh, it's uh good, yeah. it's so sexy yeah. <laughs> well it was gooder than anything anybody else had way gooder <laughs> so <clears throat> This thing was being manufactured at a place called Pinamunda. It was a proving yeah. ground on the Baltic. And I it it got bombed out by the by British. The I believe, yeah. So operations actually ended up moving to the Nordhausen. German, yeah, the German town of Nordhausen. And sounds like a good beer. It does. <laughs> sure it's actually I'm sh- Actually, I'm sure it's a beautiful place. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was it was moved. Well, this was the location of a factory called Middleworks now. That's what they did. Okay. They made a fact. They moved it from Pina Monday because it got boomed, bombed out by the British. Yeah, that sucks when that happens. Huh? Yeah. And they moved it to a factory called Middleworks. Now, what was unique about Middleworks is that it was built in caves, mines, oh, yeah. It was an underground complex where they could manufacture V2s. Mm-hmm. Out of sight. It was bomb-proof, essentially. Yeah. Everybody's heard about their underground factories. Well, this is probably the one of the most... Um, so, like the Area 51 of... And the, something and like the, that. And the SS kept them supplied with slave labor, Jews, and other undesirables. That's the most chilling thing about the place is that it was actually supplied by the ss yes with with prisoners yeah as labor i remember reading um one in particular good german like we're not going to name any names but he was reported that when he was showing other new scientists to the facility because they were they were had these the slave labor running 24 7 there was non-stop it was 12 hour days literally seven days a week Working themselves to death, yes. yes. And they had two shifts, people going through. Literally and, working themselves to death. And they would just push the bodies off to the side and stack yeah. them up, and they had a whole other crew coming to pick up the bodies and take them out. Yeah. They had a whole other assigned crew just to, in dead body detail take out. And he was quoted, this in, individual that we're, we'll get into in the uh, next episode, I think, uh, that he said, pay no attention. 
Pay no attention to the bodies. This is necessary for the progress of the Sudreich. Yeah. But uh, that was actually in the book yeah. by Ani Jacobson. She did quote that. I recall that. It's amazing. Yeah. Somebody it's else. sick. I can't remember who, who else <clears throat> said this, but somebody said um, <clears throat> parts and prisoners go into middleworks. V2s and corpses come out. Mm. So. All necessary, right? Quote, unquote. And that's pretty sickening because that individual ended up uh, retiring, working for a nice, cush government job here in America, dying on his own deathbed. Long life he had. Well, we're going to get into him later. We will. So prisoners were routinely hung at this place um, for underperformance, for stealing food, for you name it, just like any other prison works, right? Except the punishment there was just hanging. Labor was cheap. Well, and you didn't have to waste a bullet on them. Yeah, labor, hung them. labor was cheap here. You know? Which is so sick, dude. Like, how many people are you rounding up? Like, do you remember the number that she quoted in that book of the amount of slave labor that passed, that died at that camp? I don't know if the or one, that, the one figure middle, that I did take works. down. Yes, actually, I did take down figures. 60,000 slaves. Holy smokes. And, and 30,000 worked to death. Half. Any, half any the varying half number the labor of reasons. Force. Yeah, that's what she quoted in the book. Over how long of a time? I can't remember, recall what she said, but and I mean, you know, whether it's a week or five years, it doesn't really matter at that yeah, point. Yeah, that, that's still, I mean, that's, that's crazy. Middleworks, I believe, was made uh, built in like 1943, so that would have gave him like two years at the longest, right? Okay, so that's, well, 15,000 a year, I guess, if you average it out that way, but still. How many were actually working? All when they died? Like, yeah. On a I, don't, I don't know a lot of them, but, you know, the, the term work to death, I mean, it's just ailments and there was so there was no sanitation there was yeah. no water and there's barely any food i mean they're they're it, it was just their quarters if you call them that, that they stayed in was also their bathroom by late yeah and their chow hall <laughs> and this is all underground yeah underground in caves yeah. yes you only you only saw the daylight as a corpse they had corpse. uh they had ovens outside to burn corpses it ended up it was a big issue they didn't have the ovens weren't large enough became an issue hmm. they couldn't burn all the bodies they had to stack them up so that was just yeah. one of the places another <clears throat> one of the places yeah that was supplied by dora that well, was the name of the concentration camp dora dora the explorer but you said here you have right here allied soldiers that reached the position first noted the foul stench of piles of bodies, yeah, and six suffering human <clears throat> beings inhabiting the uh, what was left after the the Germans retreated yeah, in the caves. They just locked them up and were like, yep. "So long, suckers! Yeah. <laughs> oh, you better get out of here. <laughs> you guys are on your own. The Americans are coming, yeah. and we are fucking leaving." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that was it. You know, there was uh, there was a scenario at one point in time in the mines when. V2s were either blowing up mid-flight, malfunctioning, you know, 
there were uh, malfunctions and explosions on the launch pad. Yeah. There was a series of hangings after that because uh, the, you know, factory leadership believed it was sabotage. So they set an example of a few people. There was a revolt after that staged by a bunch of <laughs> Ukrainians and Russians, I guess, that were held prisoner. Working together? Yeah. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I mean, just imagine that, like a bunch of Ukrainians and Russians causing trouble. <laughs> this is bullshit. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, there's like, nothing new under the sun, huh? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God bless them. I need to get the fuck out of here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I can't even do a, a, try a Russian accent right now, but... So they, they staged a revolt, we need, right? Yeah, we need to leave right yeah, now. It's time. To this get. is bullshit. I'd rather be in a gulag than this fucking place. As a result of that revolt, like a dozen of them were hung. Yeah. They were actually left there right above the assembly line. Oh, as a reminder? As a reminder, a nice reminder. This is what happens when you revolt. They were released only once the crane the electric crane was requested back oh yeah they had work to do so they had to drop the bodies finally i think it was a matter of a couple days you know yeah long enough to let everybody know not to revolt oh that's sick though man iraq where are you yeah just reading left to right (laughs) top to bottom i'm learning take time off for headaches so Another place, a more famous place, if you will, uh, Dachau. Dachau. Yep. This was a real sick facility. Yeah, dude. it was. There's a lot of nasty stuff that went on here. It was one of the largest. Mm-hmm. It was discovered by Allied troops, um, like with jars of human and insect tissues. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that it was a medical research camp facility yeah lab laboratory yeah and they had humans to <laughs> to study upon wasn't uh wasn't Dachau the same place they, they were doing the twin human experiments i don't know about that the angel of death i didn't get in, i didn't yeah, play that slayer song for, uh, yeah okay i can't remember i thought it was Dachau. uh e-rock look that up for us please where was the nazi twin experiments uh, committed. What what concentration camp were the Nazi twin experiments done on? Which is really sick. No matter where it happened, right? I mean, they were doing stuff like, "Hey, can your brother feel this?" And then punch the other brother in the face or smash his nuts with a hammer. And then, oh, they can't feel it. Let's see. Let's see if we can shock them and they can feel that it that was way. Then. It was and at Auschwitz. Auschwitz. Oh, okay. That's another famous one. Well, we're, we're going to get into that place, so don't even worry about that. Yeah, well, okay. Actually, we'll I didn't that. put it on. I didn't put it in the notes, but we're going to talk about it. And um, what other? Wasn't there atmospheric pressure, G force? No, no, no. We're going to get into that. Okay, we're going to get okay. into that. Okay, sorry, jumping um, the gun. So, what was the medical experiments that were particularly relevant to aviation that were happening at Dachau were freezing experiments. Why freezing experiments? Space. Duh. No. I don't know. Deep sea. When your pilots are shot down mm-hmm. and they crash land and survive a crash in the English Channel, that oh. fucking water's not warm, dude. 
Yeah. So wetsuits. Two things. Two things are going to kill people. Exposure to the cold water, right? Yep. That that water's. You're get hypothermia you real know, quick. Within, I'm sure within ten uh, degrees Fahrenheit of freezing. Yeah, Olympic swimmers can't survive in, yeah. in waters like that. Yeah. And then also, water, right? Yeah. So you, you don't have water. You've got just ocean water. We know that's not drinkable. That'll just dehydrate you. In fact, and you'll go mad and insane. And you're, I mean, you're going to go mad and insane from not drinking anyway, but. So they ran experiments on rewarming bodies, um, figuring out how long it took to thaw body to, to actually freeze somebody. There were doctors, in fact, that were tried at Nuremberg and met with, obviously met with officers in the United States military, some of which admired their work because they found out a lot mm, by, yeah. well, by why, why, how did they sort of expedite their experiments? Well, testing on human beings, of course. Duh. Yeah, they figured out, you know, they were calculating, you know, heartbeats and, and how how long they, it took to stop breathing and trying to resuscitate. And they actually, they found out a lot about it. Yeah, I'm I believe sure. they did do a lot of um, resuscitation work and whatnot. I mean, it took a lot of lives. That's, I mean, that's sick. Another experience. Obviously, these people didn't go willingly right. into these to right. be the guinea pigs. Right, and that's a pretty bad way to go. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't imagine, dude. That's so. That's so crazy. There was. There were also test facilities at a place called the Robbers' Lair. No, excuse me. Vulcan Road. Are we still talking about Dachau? No. There was a place called Gerberg as well, where they were. They had low pressure chambers. Yeah. So they had uh, an entirely photographed timeline of explosive decompression mm. with human test subjects. Very, very few survived. Explosive decompression. They had low pressure chambers and they would run tests on human beings to see how to see how they reacted to explosive decompression why well high altitude flight of course this was aviation okay. and medical research on human being so let's see how long it takes for until this guy's intestines explode or inside. no here's a low pressure chamber and then and then so let's uh what is it so when you go higher let's or or no when you're in a pressurized chamber at altitude and then all of a sudden you lose pressure and you're at 30,000 feet. Wow, and there, then all of a sudden there's virtually no air pressure. Just your whole body. It just, yeah. It like, pink, I, I don't know exactly. Memory. It didn't, it didn't get into the book. Didn't get into what happened, but it wasn't good. Up. Most people died. Yeah. I'm sure that sounds terrible. Most people died. Vulcan road was yeah. <clears throat> actually, I can't recall the human experiments that might have happened there, but one thing that I did know was because they were doing this shit everywhere, dude. That was the. It says here the effects of Mach point zero to one point two studies. That was when they put these people in. No, they didn't that, put people. This wasn't necessarily people uh, that I was I was talking about here. Vulcan Road had seven wind tunnels, the most technologically advanced in the world at the time. Nobody else had any technology like this. Okay. They were studying and had a ton of research on the effect of the swept 
wing. The Allies hadn't discovered this yet. So now if you look at jets, the yeah. front edge of the wing. Now if you look at advanced aircraft, yeah. the front edge of the wing <clears throat> is swept back. It's not like a straight line, you know, straight out. Like a Mustang. Yeah, like yeah. a Mustang. It swept or back. Meaning, Japanese zero. Meaning, yeah. Meaning the far point, extended point of the wing, is further back than where that point starts on the fuselage. Okay. Extremely they, aerodynamic. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It is. Of course, they need it at those speeds. And they found out, or they found out, yeah, all sorts of research on the effects of the swept wing at Mach point eight and Mach one point two, which Mach one is Mach is the speed of sound. Yeah. So this the the Allies didn't have aircraft as advanced as the Third Reich. No. Well and they're also they're working on those uh high altitude stealth bombers. They had jets and whatnot. They were working on Delta Wing designs yeah. and and stuff like that. Their aviation industry the Nazi was incredibly Bell. advanced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about that other than it So were they working with the aliens? Maybe. I don't know. I think uh it was just a bunch of people that somehow were able to compartmentalize that these are not human beings and we have free reign to learn whatever we can. So it's for the science, it's for the Southern Well, Nazi ideology actually had terminology to explain this. And people like Germans, are, and then particularly their sort of echelon of Germans, they were you know officers they were officers they were the the thinkers and the and the movers of this um this reich this this new nation this it's a thousand year right they were promised a thousand year reich that germany was going to conquer the whole world yes for a thousand years thousand years yeah and uh, some of these guys we're not going to name any names but one of the particular uh commanders of a battalion of uh ezg the uh i um what they're called, the Nazi death squads that went through Eastern European or Northeastern Europe, Estonia, Lithuania. We were talking about it before this. He was such an intelligent individual, apparently, and he was so proud of it that he wanted to be called Dr. Dr. Last name. These weren't just some schmucks off the street. These guys were. Oh yeah, yeah. These these were the most like educated and cutting edge of their yes. field in the world. I mean, time. they were they were educated. Or among them. Yeah, they've been to different schools and different <clears throat> countries and learned other stuff. I mean, actually, they, to bring this into perspective, I'm, I would encourage everybody to read that book. You need to read that book. Operation This, this is not yeah. about our podcast. Thank you. It, honestly, this is not about our podcast. A. Well, not that it ever is anyway. This is a hobby for us. And we just love doing this for you guys. Unless we can do it as a career. But this is about this information. And it's about buy this book. Get all of the details that you can about this. Yeah. This is serious shit, man. Yeah. It's crazy. And 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 not even 100 years ago. This, This is like 80 years ago. People are capable of this shit. People can do this. This is an ideology that, you know, I said to Theo before recording uh, that I really think it's the same uh, along the same ideology that they, they believe they were superior human beings and that these other individuals, the Jews and the undesirables, were less than human. The terminology that the Reich 
had for it was or had prescribed to it was uber mention yeah you know less than human oh no uber uber Uber. super uber you know men uber mention oh over men or something like that right yeah okay and unter under right or something like that under men these are we can test on them yeah because we are superior superior yes our blood our this, tissue. This is along the same ideologies that white people are just born racist. <laughs> I mean, it. Yes. Yeah. They convinced a whole population of of not just the country of Germany. They convinced, you know, the countries around them when they well, went and annexed them. That's another thing that they were really good at. Yeah, it's propaganda and convincing Absolutely. a lot of people of things. Remember the sound of music? Hi, Hitler. Oh. Good afternoon, Herr Zeller. Perhaps you've not heard. I'm now the Gauleiter. Heil Hitler. Or, uh, Heil Hitler. Are you, are, are you not a Nazi? When they annexed... Uh... Germany moves into Austria. I've never actually watched the sound of music, I know. Well, you unculturized swine. Right. I am but... an intervention. But this, uh, yeah, and then, like I said, the EZG, that German uh, death squad, they weren't the ones actually, the Eitzengruben, thank you. They weren't the ones actually pulling the triggers. They're making the Lithuanian military. Don't you believe in the Reich? We will watch you and, and we will supervise. Meanwhile, taking pictures to, with the intent Oh, no, no, Germany did not do this. This is what the Lithuanians doing it to each other, yeah. see? see? We have the photographic evidence. Yeah. yeah, it's perfect. It's sick, dude. It's and if the Lithuanian soldier didn't want to shoot down one of his own countrymen, that was, yeah. Got a got well, a, the old Mauser model 1898 8mm. Yeah, car 98, dude. 8mm to the back of the head. You just go in the ditch with yeah. the rest of them. Anybody else want to not fire on these guys? Anybody else want to play games? Stupid games, win stupid prizes, yeah? Did not think so. Yeah. Yeah. You shoot in the it's end. It's sick, dude. Like, to think that human beings, I mean, are, are capable of doing something like that, it's just, it's, it, I can't, I can't stomach it, man. There's a couple other things that I want to talk about here before we wrap this first installment up. All yeah. right. <clears throat> so, General Bernard Montgomery. The General. No. He was from Britain. He was from... He said Z. Oh, yeah. General Montgomery, mate. <laughs> now you sound like an Aussie, yeah, dude. Oh, sorry. Holy hell, it's General Montgomery. Iraq's in a band, so he's been around the world. He knows the difference between Brits and Aussies. General Bernard Montgomery reached a German test facility called the Robber's Lair. They found these really interesting wooden aerosol chambers is what they, they figured they were. They were aerosol chambers, and they were like 60 feet tall by 100 feet wide or in diameter, right? Okay. 60 feet? 60 feet tall. High and 100. 100, di- 100 holy smokes. Wide. Yeah. No joke. Advanced. That's, that is insane. And Okay. And it was here at this Those place huge. that they they figured out that they had been developing 
nerve agents that mm. were far more advanced than anything anybody knew about at that time. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I believe. I don't know. There's rumor the Soviets had pretty advanced, but you know, nerve nerve program, chemical programs. Probably still do. One of the things that they found were a bunch of artillery shells uh, marked with either like one yellow ring or three yellow rings. The one yellow ring they determined, figured out, that's like the international symbol for mustard gas, which is mm. another thing that the Germans actually developed for the First World War. Right. They just made it and, better. Yeah, and then both sides used it in the First World War. And then the third, the, the three rings, it was like a big secret. They didn't know what it was at the time. It, but they used people that worked around the area to kind of like, hey, we need your help getting this, extracting this stuff from these shells, figuring out what it is. Yeah. They brought in all these like mobile medical units and whatnot or, or laboratory units. Yeah, the, the armies and the navy's best and brightest uh, in chemical warfare or whatever the fuck it was, engineers, yeah, right? and they medical experts, and they brought a bunch of rabbits and stuff, and they determined that the agent in the shells with the three yellow rings yeah. was like it would kill a rabbit or, or small mammal like three times faster than anything they had huh. ever observed before. And figured out it was what the Germans called Tobin through a series of investigations and records and binding people, okay. which was actually derived from the, the English word taboo. 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 Some black magic. Well, I mean, like, yeah. It's, mustard it's, gas, uh, dude. Natural gas or uh, nerve agent. So hmm. it didn't actually need to be inhaled. Or aerosolized and then inhaled. Simple drips on the dermis on the skin would kill. Really? Yes. Um, it's like fentanyl. Yeah, I guess. You know, fentanyl synthetic. Fentanyl is yeah. Fentanyl synthetic. Mm-hmm. It, it's not as I think dangerous as Tobin. <laughs> no, Tobin <laughs> yeah. is not. I don't think Tobin's a good high. I no. think it's a, a weapon of war. But one, of the, uh, but one of the more alarming things is that not only that, but they were they were working on vaccines for all of the agents as well, mm-hmm. and like biological agents and bacterial agents. So the idea was that they were going to vaccinate their own soldiers, and then like just wipe out towns and shit, and send their soldiers like boom. The work is done. You just walk in now. So we didn't have to kill anybody. Let's bring, <laughs> yeah. let's bring the slave labor to clean up these dead bodies. It's ours now. <laughs> Victory. Yeah. Let's drink some dunkels. For the fatherland. So Jägermeister. Another development in 1930s uh, Germany. 1930s Nazi Germany. Jägermeister. Yeah. Yeah, fun fact. I learned while doing this. Oh. Did not know that. It turns out also that, you know, the most infamous of the camps, Auschwitz. Yeah. Was not only an extermination camp, it was a work camp. But there was another facility there that is really more profound than than any of than it, not any of the others because there were others that were situated like this, but this is the best example 
there was a complex at Auschwitz called IG Auschwitz. Yeah. Mm. And it was named after, uh, I want to say, the fourth largest corporation in the world at the time, IG Farben. Mm-hmm. Owned the patent on Zyklon B. That was the gas for the chambers. You know what was in this? Zyklon B. You remember what the Nazis had? Listen. Empty. This was used, man. This was actually used. These absolute maniacs developed Zyklon B mm-hmm. to, to gas Jews, um, gypsies, homosexuals. Undesirables. Uh, deplorables. Deplorables, as Hillary Clinton would call them. Folks from out east, if you will. Russian, Ukrainian prisoners, all that stuff, yeah. It was the most, the most, the craziest thing to me is that it, it was essentially a public, public, private partnership. That's what IG Farb and Auschwitz was. Yeah, they were just doing business. Auschwitz was an SS death camp. Mm-hmm. which the SS was a, how do you say it? It was like a, a outside of the framework, outside of the civil law framework, paramilitary organization, right? And they ran all these death camps. It's like they, they wrote their own law. So this isn't like German law. And no. we're not under this German. This is Auschwitz. Yeah. It's like, there were they were a paramilitary organization that were that was that operated completely outside of fundamental construct of law. Like and did FBI? whatever they want. Say like, again, like the FBI. <laughs> oh, um, hope, thank God the I, FBI is not like this, but they could become. Well, I don't we're know. seeing a lot of political partisan motivation. But we're not so, talking about the FBI. We're talking about the SS. The we're talking about the SS. Yeah. But yeah, it was a public-private partnership, man. Well, and like we talked about earlier, yeah, they did. They performed human experiments there, as well as not just killing them with Zyklon B. Well, I mean, well, actually, I'm sure they experimented with different uh, chemicals before they find Zyklon B. Right? It wasn't just only experiments. It was Ig Farben's like the fourth largest co- corporation in the world at the time. Okay. Okay. And they are paying. Three dollars a day for unskilled labor and four dollars a day for skilled labor to who? The SS. The SS. Wow. What the fucking SS is like? They got like a money line to start <laughs> writing checks. Like they they're sending all these checks to the, these people's families. Hell no. No, they're pocketing that yes. cash. Yes, yeah. it's going into their bank account. This is for the Sun Reich. Yeah. Thank you, dude. At one point in time, I think it was the, yeah, it was the CEO of IG Farben. I'm sure he didn't know anything about the human experiments yeah, going on. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was what he fucking they, told everybody. Right? They said that they were making yep. rat poison. That's what he, they told everybody. <laughs> and he, uh, he was a banker as well. I could be wrong on that. There was one of these guys that was at like the most ash can. It was called. It was the. Uh, it was a the Palace Hotel in Luxembourg. I can't remember the name of the town, but that's where they were holding these guys and interrogating them and shit. 
and he had a confession to make after they showed video of like hey we know what you guys were up to and, and piles of bodies at these camps and shit yeah and we're talking like german high command folks okay. that they're showing this movie to he's like i must come clean i have to tell you after after the movie right i have i have been a bad man well, I, I decided that we were going to, you know, take all of the gold from the mouths of the Jews in the camps. The fillings. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's and their gold bands or well, wedding bands. It turned out that they fought too much unless they were dead. So they just killed all these people. For their for their fucking gold f- teeth. Their fillings and their caps and their fuck. They just fucking killed them. Why? Because it was easier to get them out of their mouth. I feel so terrible about it. This, this is why I said at the beginning of, uh, you know, of this podcast. It, this These is the most the horrific German. shit that human beings can imagine, right? And doing th- to, doing other, doing human to other human beings. Yeah. You know, I don't know the 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 Christian Bible and and uh, all of the other. Um, you know, major world religions talk of a fiery hell. At, at, well, it would take some force of the universe to be worse than what we're explaining right now. It would take some something that has command of those forces to be worse than what happened to these people. Yeah, it's unimaginable. Yeah. It's, it really is. It's, it's, it's the worst that can happen. Yeah. And, you know, you, you see interviews of people that were children around these towns where these camps were built. And they knew exactly what was going on. They you could absolutely smell had it. to. Yep. You could smell it. I can't stand it any longer. It's the smell. If there is such a thing, I feel saturated by it. I can taste your stink. Every time I do, I fear that I've somehow been infected by it. It's repulsive, isn't it? They weren't stupid, but no. Yeah, I'm sure it smelled way worse than even next to a rendering. I've driven past rendering facilities that probably probably could get that close stench, but uh, I couldn't imagine that, dude. And, but then, and then that was the other thing. The population, what could you say? If if an, yeah. if an SS what? officer or German yeah. or, or not officer but just a German soldier, you don't know what he is, who he is. Gestapo comes up to you and says, "Hey, let me get the drink of that bill." You hand it over because you may not know what the hell's going on. You can smell the stench though, and you know that that doesn't want to happen to you. They were thugs. Oh yeah, they, they were just complete were. thugs, and they took control of the nation. Papers, but it was please. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Let me see a vaccine card. But, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes. Yes. Well, yeah. And uh, learning more about, like I said, those uh, the Nazi death squads that went through northeastern uh, Europe and doing all this stuff, a lot of the soldiers, they stayed drunk and methed out all the time. I mean, because just the things that they were doing were even they weren't maybe doing it, like I said, with the Lithuanians. Oh, we'll shoot you in the back of the head. But still, they were witnessing all that, right? And, I mean, some part, some people have, like... Some type of you, if you're a human being and have it hard at all, you have to know that like that's not, this is not right. Well, what this boils down to, to me, is that people's 
minds and and judgment can be bended or bent rather manipulated it can they can be manipulated absolutely they can think up is down they can people are programmable the magic talking box told me so dude well at that time the magic talking box was goebbels over the radio yeah and that's all you knew there for was a small no- investment you could hear that anywhere you know and uh then they burned all the books that uh you know didn't align with their ideology so next uh we're gonna get into the people we're gonna get into the people and we're gonna get into the, the aftermath we're gonna get into the how and the why of and the uh, extent that they went to the, the, and the just that's what fascinates me especially when they went to cover things up the logistics not just covering up but operating well i, I was kind of talking about some of the people involved and what happened to them afterwards right. we're gonna oh, go through that well we'll talk about what some of what they did we'll name some of these names that we talked about this shit and, and their, their connection to these places yeah and remember these were the, the good germans so the next show we're gonna name some names we're gonna name more good germans in fact we didn't really name too much of them, but we'll not, put some links together. Not too many. We were, we were. We just wanted you guys to be aware. Like, doesn't matter what their names were. This is what they were capable of doing. Yeah. In, in the name of the Reich and the name of science. It wasn't just ovens. <clears throat> and, yeah. and and mind you, whatnot. It was experiments on human beings. On yeah, it's not like it was advances in technology on the backs of human lives. Right, because they were superior to these other humans somehow in their beliefs right and uh and then then we'll get into you know how they got nice cush government jobs after the war ended so stick around folks we really appreciate you guys uh listening we sure do and liking and sharing subscribing and driving and yeah and learning and learning with us yeah i mean vibing I, I hey I've been learning a lot more since I've been having to do deep dives and stuff and I was like oh man so this is uh, not only educational for us I mean for you guys but it's educational for us as well hopefully it's educational for you guys it'd be awesome if it was and then spread it spread it word of mouth spread it like a wildfire spread it like a big old smile like yeah deadly yeah. disease <laughs> you've been playing too many mobile games the dude. Uh, the savage. The savage <laughs> chimes in uh, right at the end. He was quiet for a while. Yeah, yeah. He was learning, too. All right. Thanks a lot, folks. This is Iowa Talk Guys signing off. Hey, don't eat the yellow cake. Please remember. <laughs>